Hey, how's it going? It's Jack Osborne. You are listening to The Diary of a Madman with Dan and Josh. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Diary of the Madman, the ultimate Ozzy Osbourne podcast, where we geek the fuck out about all things Ozzy and all things Ozzy related. I am Josh Crum, and with me as always is Mr. Dan Drago. How's it going, Dan? I am doing amazing. This is definitely the most excited I've ever been to do this show today. Oh, that's excellent to hear. So is there a said reason why you would be so excited? Well, if you wouldn't mind introducing yourself, sir, that would be the answer. Uh, hey, how's it going? I'm uh, Jack Osborne. How about that, folks? We have an Osborne on the podcast. It only took us about two years. Not too shabby, right? <laughs> Pretty good job. <laughs> it's been awesome. So, yeah. Jack, real quick, we just want to talk about some of the amazing things you have going on right now. I know you guys, uh, you just finished up Special Forces. Uh, you're doing Night of Terror. You're doing Portals to Hell. You're doing the Osborne's podcast. You're all over the place. You're you're like the new medium uh, mogul, man. I love it. So uh, if you want to talk a little bit about some of the things you have going on, that'd be great. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it, it's funny. It's it, there's so many things going on right now. And it and it kind of all just came together by accident. Like just so happened that like everything I've been working on for the last year just all happened to air and get released in the same kind of like six, six week, eight week kind of window. Um, and so it's been it's been pretty chaotic. It's been really uh, been really busy. Lots of uh, lots of moving parts between you know two podcasts and the paranormal shows and doing the Fox Special Forces show. So it's been it's been busy. I'm I'm really looking forward to the holidays coming up so I can just uh, you know unplug <laughs> a little bit. And, no yeah. question, fam. Every time I log on to you know Paramount Plus or Hulu or any of those channels, yeah. I see a new Jack Osborne show. <laughs> I'm like, guy, he's the busiest guy in Hollywood right now. I, I, I wish I listen. I wish it. I wish my bank account reflected it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. What drew you to the paranormal side? I mean, you've seen, you know, so um, much paranormal side. How did that kind of start? You know, I grew up watching the X-Files and it was kind oh, of yeah. something that, you, it, you know, and actually, like, I probably never even shared this part of it. Like, it was something that me and my dad really connected on when I was young. Like, he would always go and buy me, like, UFO books and, like, wow. you know, show me documentaries. It was, like, it was something that him and I really kind of uh, enjoyed together a lot. Um, and, uh, yeah, and it just, like, it was just a hobby. And then in my kind of mid-20s, I did this paranormal invest i got asked to do this paranormal investigation show and just one thing led to the next and you know about six years ago now nearly six years ago i just started doing a ton of paranormal stuff and it just yeah it's a really interesting community um because the paranormal fans you know the ones that will you know really passionate about the subject matter and watch all the shows they're uh they're hard to um you can't you can't really bullshit them like you, like you can kind of see through it. And I think they just I know the way that I've always approached the subject matter has always been very genuine. I haven't tried to you know, I've never staged anything. We've never like faked evidence. And awesome. we don't pretend to get possessed. And, you know, we, we don't do any of the hokey stuff. And uh, I think I don't know. I think they just kind of they 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 trust the investigations I do. And it just yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, you know, is a good point, Jack, because for me personally, when I watch those kind of shows, if I feel like it's fraudulent or set up, I just lose interest immediately. Yeah. One of my favorite paranormal shows, and I'm having a hard time remembering the name of it now, but the beauty of that show was they tried to debunk everything, which Factor. I appreciated. Factor fake. Yeah, that was it. I love that show for that reason, because I knew it was legit. And if they couldn't debunk it, then, hey, it, give it a little validity. But I knew at least it wasn't staged. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You have to have credibility, right? In that whole audience. And it, but, it, and it, but it's also like, it's kind of like, it's really weird to be like, yeah, I mean, I've got credibility in the, the paranormal space. It's like, <laughs> it's a space, it's, you know, so it's really like you, because it's not like a actual, it's not respected, I guess, on a um, intellectual level, as far as, you know, as a, as a real science uh it's considered fringe you know hokey what you know people playing make mm -hmm. there's all sorts of kind of stigmas around it so it's really easy to fall into the hokey with it and so i just try my hardest to to always just be be truthful about the experience well, authentic yeah. right right yeah like so let me ask you. So the Osbournes want to believe. Does Jack Osborne believe? Do you believe in aliens? Do you believe in spirits? Do you believe in things like that? Sure. Yeah, I do. I definitely believe, you know, my, my definition of like spirits isn't the normal. Like, I believe it's something. I just don't know exactly what it is. I have some theories as to what I think it could be. Um, so I, I, you know, I, I do believe in, in, whatever is happening um with ufos and ghosts and extraterrestrials and all that 100 percent. the universe is so fucking big it's it like huge it, right it's like That's you what, can't yeah. you know you can't it, it would make no sense at all if there was no other intelligent life out there in the universe right that's exactly <laughs> my answer all the time to people yeah. when we have this discussion like, we've got this entire universe out there like why would we be the only ones it makes no yeah. sense I don't know if there are flying cigars coming here, but I definitely believe that there has got to be intelligent life because the universe is literally infinite. So yeah. there's got to be yeah. something out there. But I read somewhere that there's there's more stars in the universe than there are grains of sand on planet. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Think about that. That's crazy, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Crazy. Yeah. So uh, if we don't mind talking a little bit about Osborne's media, that's yeah. really starting to blow up in the Osborne's podcast. Obviously, you guys, you can catch it. I'm sure everybody's already listening to it on anywhere you stream our show, uh, any place. But um, what's kind of the future of the Osborne's media? You know, I know you guys are all talking about doing your own podcasts. Yeah. Is that the end of Ozzy's Boneyard at Sirius XM? That's the first. No, episode. he's still he's still doing Ozzy's Bone. He's still going to do Ozzy's Boneyard. Um, although, you know, I can kind of I'll, I'll give you guys some 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 <laughs> exclusive goss. Here we um, go. Uh, he's doing a, a podcast with Billy Morrison. Uh, on his own it's uh, i think uh, currently the title's called the the madhouse chronicles and nice. we just he's doing i love it 30 minute podcasts um just they touch on all sorts of things they watch funny youtube videos it's you know it it's just them riffing and it's not all you know aussie's boneyard is very music focused and and stuff like that and this is this them riffing about you know. and everything so just shooting the shit yeah, yeah. You gave me a scare for a second. I thought you were going to say this show was going to be called Diary of the Mad Men. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys. So you expect a letter from the lawyers. You know, yeah, sorry. Exactly. 
<laughs> you know, I will say, as far as Osborne Media goes, if you wanted to expand that into the fan world, we would all obviously be down for a contract or anything you guys yeah, want okay. to throw at us. You well, know, we'd well, be interested in, in getting into the mix on that. So, well, we'll see how the growth of the company goes. You know, and you know, depending how how profitable we are, maybe next I was going to say we'll 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 talk. I, I was yeah. just going to tell you, I'll have the PL on your desk in the morning. Exactly. That's <laughs> funny. Um, so that's great to hear. I mean, so what is your, gonna, what is your podcast specifically going to be on? So mine's called Ghosts and Grit. Um, and we talk paranormal and we kind of, I have different celebrity guests on every episode and we dive into a little bit about who they are, what their backstory is and and with a heavy focus on on where their, their grit is. You know, I think in order to be successful, you have to have grit no matter what. Um, so we, we, you know, we, we lean into that and, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, we have re it's so far, it's been really amazing guests and just awesome conversations. And, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty cool. I've listened to all the Osborne's podcasts so far, but I've not got to listen to yours. I saw you had Dr. Drew on the other day. It's looking to be an interesting conversation. I would definitely will listen to it. I just haven't yet, but it, right it looks fun. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Drew. Yeah. Drew's I was a really that's actually it might be one of my favorite ones I've done. It was just, it was great. When does Ozzy's podcast uh, debut? We were going to try and get it out before Christmas, but I think it's going to be Jan uh, sometime in January, I think. Okay. Perfect. That's, that's the goal. Yeah. And it'll be on, you know, it'll be on his YouTube channel and, you know, everywhere where there's podcasts and stuff. So, yeah. It's really funny, too. Really? Oh, you know, it will be. And you, got the, you got the video to go with it also. Right. So that's exactly. going to be great, too, that you can see, you know, the expressions and stuff. That's one thing that Dan and I, we want to venture into that soon. We haven't yet. And we know that that's kind of what's lacking on our YouTube page is actual video to go with the audio, because it seems that podcasting is definitely turning to that. People it want is. to see, you know, yeah. and that's something we and seem to nail down. And we're learning that, you know, that was we when we released the first run of the Osborne's podcast, we didn't do video with it. And right. I think it kind of bit us in the ass a bit, but now it, it you know, podcast is very much a visual kind of formula. Right. Yeah. And, and you can tell your own tale. You don't have any overhead. There's no corporate executives telling you what you have to do. You can talk about what you want to talk about and discuss what you want to discuss. And that's totally. the beauty of it. Yeah. Can't yeah. get fired. Can't get fired if we're, we're, we're our own bosses. So before we move on from Ghost and Grit, let me ask you one question. Being a Kentucky guy, I spoke to you last week in Lexington at Scarefest. Yeah. Have you ever made it out to Waverly Hills in Louisville yet? I must have been asked that maybe 20 times at the convention. I've never been to Waverly. I've wanted to investigate Waverly. Um, it's just never worked out. Uh, I think it I think it kind of just issues with the management of the facility and and mm -hmm. them not being comfortable with you know, certain aspects of making a TV show about ghost hunts. Um, but I know so many people that have investigated there and they've just had the, the wildest experiences and they always talk yeah. about the body shoot and, you know, and all that stuff. So I'm, I'm uh, one of these days I would like to get out there. Yeah, for sure. Well, we mentioned Factor Fake earlier. They said that was the spookiest place they'd ever been to mm. when, when yeah. that show went out there. Yeah, I should no. by my accent, I am not from Kentucky. I'm from I'm from <laughs> Phoenix, and I know you do guys have spent a lot of time in Arizona out here. Yeah, yeah. you guys have done Tucson, and um, I think you've been to the Grand Canyon as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of haunted places, of course, up in Prescott and stuff like oh, that. There's so sure. many in the Southwest. Yeah. yeah, 
What's your, what are your thoughts of Arizona? I mean, are you out there I, often? I, lo- I love Arizona. I've I've been all over the state, and it's mm-hmm. I always have a really amazing time there. It's uh, I actually was in Arizona the week the lockdown happened. Oh no! Yeah, so I like I I was working on um I was working on Portals to Hell, and we were midway through the season, and yeah, that's that's we we all went home from there, and then the lockdown happened. So yeah. it was uh. Yeah, crazy. That's awesome. Never forget that. (laughs) So going back to when you were younger, Jack, obviously we're an Ozzy Osbourne based show. and We love to talk about your dad and all things Ozzy and all things Ozzy related. And being his son, you're pretty related. (laughs) What's your earliest memories of like being on tour with the band and your dad and your mom and everybody? Like how how far back does your memory go on like what tour? It's kind of hard to pinpoint as far as, you know, time time stamping it because it's just it was an it was a constant it was always i was always on the road with my dad um trying to think um I think the for the wicked tour i mean you probably don't remember this he would bring you out on his shoulder yeah he would yeah yeah i yeah that was a that was something that i yeah i i have memories of that it's just hard to time stamp because like i i was i was probably eight weeks old when my dad went on the road and i went you know it was I, I went along so it was just it it was kind of um just a constant just all you know really yeah yeah there, there's i do have timestamps of like um like the early 90s a lot like i remember when my dad toured with allison chains and oh, went wow. ugly kid joe because yep. whitfield, whitfield crane is still a very close friend of mine he would actually be a great guest for this podcast he would be yeah he would be we need to reach out to him you can recommend that to him for us sure i will yeah yeah he he would be i know he's a dear family friend of all you guys isn't he yeah yeah and he's what a great voice i literally was watching um ugly kid joe's video yesterday and i just was blown away really nobody talks about how strong and powerful that guy's voice is yeah it's amazing it is a phenomenal singer yeah yeah and frontman too he's good he's great yeah that's great so Obviously, you were you very hands-on in Ozfest and stuff. Can you talk a little bit about kind of yeah. how that started? And obviously, the first Ozfest show ever was in Phoenix. I was there, third row. Uh, you guys did two dates: uh, uh, Phoenix and then California, just as a quick little run. Yeah. But what was kind of your, uh, you know, role within it? And you know, how, how obviously you took it very seriously, picking all the bands and stuff. And can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, it it my my role with getting involved in Ozfest literally came from i would be after school my you know my mom or one of her assistants the nanny whatever would drop us off at my mom's office which was not far from the house because she was always i mean my mom lived at the office during the time of ozfest because it was such a a beast to organize and put together and you know and i would just be minding my own business and they'd be throwing out Oh, okay. We're gonna book this band and da 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 this that another. And I would just always go, yeah, they suck. Or no, like, <laughs> it literally started with me being like, no, that band sucks. All right, Jack, you got to tell us which band sucked. Which ones did you veto from all space? I don't even. Lollapalooza vetoed your dad, so you can you can veto somebody else's ass. Let us know. Trying to think who I. I don't. Man, I can't remember anything specific. It was just twenty five years ago. Come on, I know, right? Right, that's it. Exactly. Not. It, here's, here's the funny thing, right? There were obviously there were tons of metal bands, but it was um, it, eventually the bands that I was like, yeah, they suck. They would eventually end up on Ozfest, right? Just because there weren't 
there was a lot, but there wasn't a lot that had that could afford the tour support or could afford, you know, the you know, they would get backing mm-hmm. from the record, like whatever, like, you know, because there was costs associated with going on Ozfest. And I think with you being so young, you probably wanted bands with street cred more than necessarily media cred. So sure. you want have we don't really want those guys. Yeah, they're all over MTV, but you got to hear this other band. They're kind of yeah. up and coming. They're kick ass. And I went to Ozfest pretty much every year until the very end when it started kind of going to like Dallas only or, you know, and right. kind of started phasing out. I loved and looking back at it as an adult, the progression of seeing a band early second stage the next year, headlining second stage. Two years later, they're on the main stage. Seeing that progression disturbed and Godsmack, Slipknot, so many bands. I remember seeing Slipknot the first year they were there. And I looked at my friend, I said, are they Insane Clown Posse wannabes or what? Like, what is this? And literally making fun of it. And then a year later, it's like, Slipknot, you know, and (laughs) they're Slipknot, you know? So that was so so fun to looking back and seeing bands. And people like Linkin Park, who would go on to do stadiums. You know, we saw them at Ozfest doing a 45-minute set. Mm-hmm. You know, you look back at stuff like that. It's amazing. Yeah, it's, you know, it's really, you know, I think that could be an argument. You know, th- you could have an argument that when Ozfest ended was when the decline of hard rock and heavy metal began. I agree. 100%. Yeah. You know, 100%. it's it's always our argument, too, about Ozzy specifically. You know, Ozzy, and I, I'm sure your mom is all has everything to do with it, but Ozzy never went out of style. I mean, you look at all of these hard rock bands that, you know, I don't want to mention other band names that get compared to Ozzy all the time, which drive me crazy, but, you know, 80s Ozzy ruled. 90s, how many people in 95 were selling double platinum albums like Osmosis? It's absolutely unreal. And then he went on to form Ozfest, with, you know, thanks to your mom and you, of course, but Ozzy always stayed relevant, and I think that's what makes him such the iconic artist he is. Yeah, it's really, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, I've produced two documentaries about him now. And uh, and it, when when I do that, I have to put on a very, um, you, you, you put on a different hat. You know, I don't I don't produce it from the from the lens of, oh, he's my dad. So I'm going to make a right. documentary about my dad. I make a documentary about Ozzy Osbourne. And honest. And so I have to kind of remove I have to create that distance. And when you look at it. You know, he's this vet. I, I don't know of another musician who's had, and I'm not just saying this, it's just, it, it's the, the fact. It's how many musicians have had a significant cultural impact on society of every decade of their career? Two bands, three Elvis, the Beatles, and Ozzy. That's honest. Yeah, but this is being honest. But here's the thing, though Elvis and the Beatles didn't they just were a constant they didn't change they didn't continue to change the landscape every decade you know right. like you look at okay 70s it's sabbath you know 80s it's solo ozzy you know changing sound changing his whole everything is when he became right. his own beast you know 90s you got him starting Ozfest. 2000s you got him creating the all you know doing the Osbournes. I mean, we right. only did that, it, the only reason that show existed in the first place was because of him. And so it's, it's, it's really, um, you know, it's interesting to look at it from the, from that perspective. And despite it all, the listeners of our show have heard me and them rant over and over. The man's never mentioned for the rock and roll hall of fame. What the fuck? Oh, it drives me crazy. Never mentioned solo artist. ever. And yeah. it's like, who is more rock and roll hall of fame than Ozzy Osbourne? Like what the fuck? He's never brought up. 
the, you know, the the conversations that happen, I guess, are, oh, well, he's in because he's in with Sabbath. And it's like, yeah. well, no, it's, it's a very different. It's a very diff- different. Yeah. In America, he is outsold Sabbath two to one. I mean, I don't think people realize that he's way more popular in America, you know, as a solo artist than he ever was uh, in Black Sabbath. It's like, yeah. what is he, a little over 30 million, according to RIAA, and like 15 million for Black Sabbath? So, you know, he's one of the biggest selling artists of all time. I mean, he's up there with names like Phil Collins and all of these guys. And I, it just drives me crazy that it's not never talked about. Yeah. Well, it's because yeah. my dad has never been, he, you know, I, so I, it's my belief that a lot of the the Hall of Fame stuff and, and that it's it's a lot of politicking. And my dad's never been one to like rub shoulders, you know, and and get, you know, go to the events. And he's just not he's not that guy. And so I think that 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 is a I don't think it's the only contributing factor, but it is it is a factor. I will say your dad made a very strange cameo appearance that you may not even know about in the new Millie Vanilli documentary. Did you know he's in that? What? <laughs> <laughs> We're breaking news to Jack now. That's right. I was Millie watching the new Millie Vanilli documentary, and this is the downfall of those guys was when they agreed to play the Grammys because, of course, everything was lip synced. It wasn't even them, right? Mm-hmm. And it shows them perform, and then it shows the audience, and everyone's just kind of like in disgust because they could kind of see through it. And it shows Ozzy, A, I was shocked that he was there at the Grammys that year. This right. was in like 19. 19- 89 or 90, I guess. And even on the bottom of the screen, it says Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> and he's just looking so disgusted at what he just saw on the stage. I think they like, like, yeah. got a bad rap. <laughs> I do too. Their album is excellent. It but is. Like, everyone fucking lip syncs now. It's everybody. Like, yeah. They were ahead of their time. Yeah. 100%. That's awesome. Oh, crazy. So it's funny because for me, you know, I got into Ozzy in 1981. So I've been a long time. And I mean, I used to argue with people, Jack, that like, you know, oh, he's a devil worshiper. That, you know, all the fun the people don't, today don't really realize how notorious your father was back in the 80s. It was yeah. unbelievable. And now he's like, I mean, I literally was watching TV last night. Uh, this is no joke. War Pigs was on the new WWE pay- pay-per-view. War Pigs is on Napoleon. And Crazy Train was on another commercial almost back to back to back. I looked at my wife and I was like, Ozzy is everywhere. It's it's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's, it's very cool. We were yeah. telling Gus G on our last episode because we were talking about Crazy Train, and I said I was watching Monday Night Football, and it was coming out of commercial playing Crazy Train while showing the score, and then it went to the Applebee's commercial playing Crazy Train. And I'm yeah, like, exactly. This crazy, it's Crazy Train, <laughs> right? I am wearing an Osmosis shirt, as you can see. We're diehard Osmosis fans. Like to okay. me, that is a brilliant record. So. I got to ask a personal question. My little man is amazing. You know, I can barely, you know, listen to it for my own son. You know, it's like Ozzy and I think Lemmy uh, helped. But those lyrics are just amazing. How two things. A, how amazing is that song? How does it move you emotionally? And B, how do you look at it differently now as a father? It's a good question. You know, I actually I don't think I've listened to that song in a long time. Wow. Yeah, I have it. And uh, I think, and, you know, I share the same love of Osmosis for you. I do think it is one of, you know, his stronger albums. And, uh, you know, and I think he even doesn't even give it as much. uh, No, he doesn't. Because he had a miserable time making it. Well, exactly. 
yeah, yeah. And that's it. You guys had, did you guys hear the, those stories on the podcast? We, we talked about that. When album. We talk about it on our show. It, yeah. When Ozzy speaks about his prior records, he relates to the process more than the product. No yeah. And how he feels yeah. about them. Oh, for sure. That's so 100% true. Um, so, yeah, I don't, you know, it's funny. Like, I probably should, you know, give it, give it a listen. I remember when, when he told me, you know, I remember him, I remember hearing the song for the first time and, you know, and they burnt, it was like a real rough demo and they, they, burnt, you know, had a cassette of it. Um, and I remember being like, really just like blown away that he, that he'd done that. Um, and it was funny cause you know, he'd, he'd had, he'd done the track Amy for my, yeah, which I love. Yeah. My, my little man. And Kelly, it was funny. She she was always like, "Where's my Where's my fucking song?" Where's my song? Right? Hey, you got to go in the dad, video though. My, my dad turned around and goes, "Well, we got a number one together doing exactly." <laughs> there you go. And she's in the No More Tears video. She is. Yeah. 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 So I mean, she, that's I. That's how I always like did it in my brain. You know, he wrote a song for Amy, wrote a song for Jack, and let Kelly be in the video. So yeah. it's all about the same time frame. Yeah. So exactly. in general, Jack, like, how much do you listen to your father's music? Do you ever do this? I know it's kind of different being in the world of it, but how, how often do you listen? Um, I listen to it a decent amount, uh, in in a way that I I want my kids to be familiar with it, so I I will play it for them. I listen. I'm. I love Sabbath. Like Sabbath is like, like I, I'm a huge Sabbath fan. I, you know, I yeah. love all my dad's music, obviously, but like Sabbath is like something that I really, you know, I really enjoy. Um, and uh, and I think it, for me, I, I think maybe it's because it's like, well, it's not just my dad. It's like it's that's the band. It's the band, and so yeah. like it doesn't feel as like cringe, I guess. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Well, and you like uh, behavior music a little bit too. You're you kind of. Yeah turn on behavior music so and i and i was a huge stoner rock fan like you know i'd love that whole you know i love i love the i just i don't know i love the the meatiness of of that but then you know diary and blizzard i think are two of the greatest heavy you know hard rock albums ever ever no, they're no they're the greatest two yeah, hard rock albums of all time. Greatest, not, both yeah, exactly yeah. sorry let me rephrase that yeah. <laughs> diary and blizzard are two of the greatest hard rock uh oh, the greatest hard the rock greatest. Albums there you go. <laughs> yeah um, but yeah no i i do i want my kids to be aware and familiar with my dad's catalog it's just yeah. you know it's a part of that you know it's part of that legacy as well well, that video you released recently of Maple watching him pop yeah, pop, amazing. that was the cutest darn thing ever. And anyone that has kids will just gush over that. That was so cute. It's crazy. I don't I don't have TikTok, but my, my wife does, and it's got like twenty three million views. No way. That's yeah, it's amazing. like insanely viral on TikTok. Listen, Ozzy Osbourne is famous, but no one's more famous than cats and babies. People yeah. love cats and babies. <laughs> That's this is true. true. <laughs> So I have to ask a selfish question. So I know your dad has a lot of unreleased material. Uh -huh. So there's the Aussie land record, there's X-ray, there's Rasputin musical. There's mm -hmm. supposedly a 99 album called I did it all because of you. Um, I know. Uh, how uh, have you heard all of that? I guess is the question. Yeah, I think I, I think I have the one that I heard the most. I believe was the Steve I album he did. Oh, God, we're so jealous. Ah, yeah. That's, that's, no, that's our Holy Grail. Yeah, that's our Holy Grail. It's fucking good. Yeah. It's oh, really God. fucking good. He, so, I, well, I should say, I there's a few. I don't, I, 
trying to remember because there's there was a few and then he did a whole album with Mark Hudson before the Rasputin thing. Right. There's a there's a that's couple. That's Aussie Land. Yeah, that's yeah. Aussie Land. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a, there's a couple. Like it's I you know what it is? I think it, it at the time it it wasn't good at the time because right. of you know, it, it, these were albums that were done in the 90s and you're going up against fucking giants back then. You've got yeah. Nirvana, Pearl Jam, all these huge, huge. I mean, that was huge like religion one and two and Metallica's yeah. black album. And 100 percent. And it, that 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 was arguably the height of hard rock back then, you know, yeah. just in, in the in history. So I think it was, you know, for the 90s, they just felt the albums weren't strong enough. OK. Um, I think there's record label issues with the Steve Vai one, if I'm not mistaken. I think, you know, I did. I remember I, I saw something recently when he was talking about it. Um, but I, I was there for the. Steve, he said the same. He said it's kick ass. He's like, talk to Sharon about releasing that. Yeah. Yeah, kind of, he, he put it in her her ball court. So, yeah, I could see. Listen, I could see in the, you know, at some point, you know, it might, you know, all everything fine. You know, you wait yeah. long. Yeah. Everything sees the light of day. Yeah. yeah, for sure. The, the, the next follow-up question is, when are you going to invite Dan and I out to hear these things? That's <laughs> like, I was just going to say, if you have any questions, just play it for us. And we'll take you it twice, you know? <laughs> how, about, how about this? When you get the big man on the podcast, you can ask him. Uh, uh, awesome. Well, that's, that, that's, that's the next question for you also. When are you going to get the big man on? <laughs> um, that's so cool. Yeah, those are, those are, are that's what this podcast is built, Jack. And I think I told you this when I met you that day. We're built around those kind of, of topics, yeah. truthfully. Like Blizzard yeah. of Oz, Diary of a Man, Man, we love those records, but they've been discussed to death. Sure. Our opening pilot episode was an in-depth conversation about osmosis. Yeah. Because we want to talk about things that other fans may not be so aware of and turn them on to it. Yeah. Right. No, we I, actually talk a lot about later Ozzy because I think that is so overlooked because I think Patient Number no. 9 is his best record since Osmosis, to be perfectly yeah, honest. You I know, agree. I think Ordinary Man was a great step in the right direction. But Patient Number no. 9, I just still can't get over how he wrote a record that good at his age. It's yeah. it's, And I know Andrew Watt was a big part of it, but he sounds amazing. Amazing. Totally. Yeah. You know, Andrew, Andrew is a, you know, he's a phenomenal producer in the sense that he knows how to work with my dad he know he just he gets it he understands it you know my dad you know where he's at and the way that he works now with writing it's um it does like spurts you know and and sometimes that little like all right let's do this is an hour or two and then sometimes it's like 10 days of just like back to back let's crank it like ordinary men they cranked out ordinary man in um Six weeks or something. It was yeah. nothing. Like start to finish. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, patient number nine took a little longer. Uh, just because it was, you know, health stuff with my dad, Andrew's schedule. It was, you know, there was a lot of back and forth and, and things like that. So it was uh you know, it was a it was a process for sure. And you know, and there was uh you know, there was a few a few pickups along the way, but I do think it is a phenomenally just masterful album. Well, it got nominated for three Grammys and one, two, including Best Rock Album, which is fucking amazing. We couldn't have been more excited for your dad than that. And I know that meant a lot to him to win that category. It was right, definitely. not metal rock. And, I that was and cool. the thing is, too, it was deserved. 
Yeah, a lot of times the Grammys is bullshit. It's like, yeah, hey, whatever. You know, that was those were deserved recognitions. And it was just, Dan and I, I had mentioned this to you before, uh, were at the patient number nine listening party at Sirius XM Studios. We were fortunate enough to get invited out for that. And you were there. We saw you bring your daddy in and come down the yeah. steps that day. And you never came into the room and said hello to anybody. You should come out and wave daddy's off. <laughs> you, you were laying back, keeping it chill back there yeah. in the back. Yeah, but we, we saw you. But we, we were there. And when we heard the album for the first time, Dan yeah. and I look at each other and we're just like, this fucking smokes ordinary man. And we loved ordinary man. Like yeah. loved it. We were like, there's no way they can beat that. That'll be the better one of the two. But after hearing it, we're like, this smokes it. And then after it was over, we kept discussing it in the show and we're like, is it like revisionist history now? Like, are we remembering it better than it was? Will it not really age as well as we think? And then when the album came out, it's like, no, this album was a massive, massive step yeah. forward. And yeah. like Dan said, it's the best album since Osmosis. Yeah. I think it's 74 years old. It's too since Osmosis. Yeah. Yeah. So is he right now? I know he's talking about he's writing a follow up, which is exciting. Do you know how far along the process they are, Jack? They haven't actually unless he's been kind of, you know, coming up with melody lines and lyrics without just kind of, you know, in his own time. They they I don't they haven't actively started any writing sessions yet. So I think if anything, it's more he's it's kind of in like a passive, you know, stage right. But uh, I know it's supposed they're supposed to start up in January, February of next year. So, yeah, now, now I'm smiling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and that was my question to him when we were at the serious party. I said, is there plans for another album? And him and Andrew both was like, fuck, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And that was and Andrew's become like the whisperer. I mean, everyone yeah. wants to work with another. You got the Stones and Elton John and Eddie better. You know, so here's my theory. Your dad said there may be one guest on the new record. And I know Andrew Watt said, no, let me back up. Mick Jagger said that the person that turned them on to Andrew Watt was Paul McCartney. Mm-hmm. It's got to happen. Paul McCartney's got to be on the record this time. It's got to. <laughs> <laughs> got well, to. you know, <laughs> you know, uh, well, no, I, I don't, I don't think it's going to be Paul McCartney. Boo. Uh, at least to my knowledge, it's not okay. going to be Paul McCartney. Um, I can't say who I have heard it to be. But I think I think fans will be will be over the moon. Oh, oh, awesome! Yeah, I think I think fans will be more excited about this person than they will Paul McCartney. Well, McCartney would be for your dad, though. That would be his yeah. thing for sure. sure. That would be it. That would be yeah. yeah. You know, my dad would be happy about that. But I think as far as you know, fans and folks that you know are you know oh, wow. through, through Aussie fans. Uh, will will be really uh, He's stoking the fire, man. Appreciate it. I love it. That's it's, awesome. Jakey Lee, I'm calling it right now. Jakey Lee is. That's what I'm thinking right. too, Josh. 100. Uh, I don't think it's Jakey. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say, you know, uh, your dad. A lot of people don't realize his voice is very similar to Lennon, obviously, because he's such a big influence on your dad. Him and McCartney would make a brilliant record together. There's no question about it. I wish Paul would see it because. Ozzy's about the only guy I feel on the planet that would get that John and Paul sound. Mm. And I think that's when you listen to the ballads Ozzy does, it is his voice is incredible. And he's, oh, yeah. he's got that Beatles vibe always all over it. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And yeah, I, biggest, it's his biggest influence. Yeah, yeah, no question about it. And I would be remiss not to give Jack credit. You did pull Paul McCartney onto the God Bless Ozzy documentary. Yeah. So that was amazing. Good job. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, that's, that's had to, to jump through some hoops for that one, but we you know, we made it happen. Yeah. What do you think of the uh, the new AI technique that Here and Now did with the Beatles? I 
appreciate it. I think it's great that it's giving life to things that were for all, you know, for all reason were considered dead. Uh, you know, I do, I do like it and I think it's great. And I actually, I am a fan of, you know, utilizing AI when it's appropriate. Right. You know, I don't, it should be the, uh, it, you know, it shouldn't be the, the opening. Like you should, it, it shouldn't be all you do. It should be used like they used it. Like that. Yeah. Cool. So and they're not recreating John Lennon's voice, right? They just separated it from yeah. his original demo. Which, track. It's beautiful how they did it. And he sounds yeah. amazing. Like he's in the room with you, which is really, really cool. Have you heard some of the crazy AI stuff out there of like Ozzy singing these other songs? I have not. Uh, <laughs> but I, yeah, no, I have not. But I think it's, uh, uh, you know, it, it's, we've, so you know how we released the, um, the uh hellraiser video with lemmy yeah yes so we i've had this idea since then that we want to do an aussie and lemmy cartoon kind of like rick and morty type you know just weird yes um and you know my my suggestion is hey why don't we use this ai technology for lemmy's voice and you know and obviously with lemmy's family's permission and things like that like i i love that that there is the technology there to continue on, you know, with creating art. Yeah, infinitely. So have you heard this one? Let's see. That is your dad doing Shania Twain, and it sounds perfect. Holy shit, that's good. (laughs) It's, It's really good. Wait till the chorus. It's scary. Wow. It's scary, Jack. Wow. He always could rock a ballad, right? Yeah. Uh, It just shows how great your dad is. (laughs) It makes the song so much better. (laughs) Um, That's awesome. So, like, we found that, and we're like, okay, we need to kind of, like, burn a copy of that somehow so we can just actually jam it and pretend it's a new Aussie song. But Hell yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> well, it's uh, funny that they use this Shania Twain song because I keep, uh, like, I'm adamant about this. I want my dad to re-release Close Your Eyes Forever and I want him to do a country version of it. Wow. Oh. That would be awesome. If you listen to that song, it's a full-on country song. It, yeah, it could be. It, it could be, be for sure. And Absolutely. if he did like it, did a duet with like, you know, a big country, you know, the, or something. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. yeah awesome. Carrie discovered awesome. "Mom, I'm Coming Home" and smoked Mama. it. Yeah, right? exactly. So, I think your dad should do an album of ballads. I, I, I nobody does a ballad better than Ozzy, and I just think it would be amazing. I know yeah. the kids want the rock stuff, and you know, we're all getting older. I love the rock stuff too, but I, I, I think a album of Ozzy doing ballads with Zach would be absolutely yeah. Good. That would we, be good. We sure. would. We told Barbara Ann Wild one time, have you ever listened? I'm sure you have Zach's Book of Shadows records, the kind of acoustic yeah. albums. They're amazing. And picture one like that, Johnny Cash style, with your dad singing, Zach doing the acoustic guitars with yeah. electric leads. My it, dad won't do acoustic. I'd be won't. smoking hot. He man. won't. I've had so many conversations. Like, why do you ever did why have you never done an unplugged? Why do you never do acoustic? And he just he just doesn't like it. 
Interesting. Ah. There is the one Dreamer acoustic version that he released on the Japanese single of Dreamer. I'm getting yeah. to the real geekdom stuff now. Yeah, you are. Wow, you're getting deep. <laughs> <laughs> but Japanese he used the same exact vocal cut that's on the main track. So he never, and, he never had And the same it. Forget By the Romance. They just pulled yeah. the, the electric guitar off and left the acoustic, which was gorgeous. Which is yeah. gorgeous. I think that was to more bring up what Randy does because it's kind of buried a little bit. And it's yeah. absolutely gorgeous. So real quick, I don't know if you saw Bob Beasley did respond to the stuff you guys said on the podcast about the mm -hmm. Holy Grail. So Josh, why don't you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So of course you unleashed a can of worms by mentioning the Holy Grail. This has been a topic among diehard fans for a decade uh -huh. and they do exist. Bob has released a couple snippets on his website. You can actually go and listen to them. Mm -hmm. And they were initially going to be on the 30th anniversary box set for Blizzard of Oz and Diary of a Madman as a bonus CD. Unfortunately, negotiations fell through. The idea got pulled, and they went with the live record instead. And that's when they did the Aussie Live. Mm -hmm. um, you can hear the snippets on Bob's website. They are not awful quality. Mm. Yeah. Your daddy's yeah. memory on that one's a little could foggy, be awful for Aussie but, but they're well, not professional quality. You well, yeah, I think, I think that's kind of what he was trying to say. Absolutely, it's not. Yeah. It's not I, I think where he went with it is like if you're going to release it. Like it, there's got to be a standard to it. You don't want to, you know. Ran, I think Ran, Randy deserves nothing but the best, and it's like you don't right. want to release something yes. that's like. Eh. And I agree totally. We state it that way to kind of for you to answer that that way, so that fans yeah. understand. He's not saying you can't understand the shit. He's saying it's not a professional quality album. You cannot right. sell that in stores. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's and that's what he said. He goes, you know, he recorded it on just like a. A, a tape recorder like it's not a real studio recording it's not from the deck it's not it's you know from the mixer or anything like that so uh and to my knowledge it, the the way that this this is just the way it was kind of i heard now could be wrong but my parents felt that the the way that the terms of the deal it was a, a a big ask and ultimately the, and what they said in the, the the podcast was it should be left to randy's family that should be right. you know because that's what ultimately they're trading on at that point you know no one yeah. no one gives a shit that it's bob daisley on that people give a shit that it's randy rhodes i'm not being a dick the people don't give a shit that it's my dad on that people want to hear and see more randy rhodes yeah and so yeah, my parents no. that perspective is like that should be a randy's family decision for that to exist or not so and i think you're spot on jack and i'll tell you why and you probably don't even know this but there are demos of the bark of the moon era out there that i you know josh, josh and i have copies of and you know there's not a lot of replay value in it i love it because i'm a completist and i love your father and i love hearing his creative mind work. I love when he comes up with melodies and he's just kind of singing off the top of his head. And it's, to me, it's like awesome. But yeah. at the end of the day, nobody even cares those are out there. But no. it's because it's Randy, and you just yeah. hit it right on the head. Yeah, and that's and and my and I think collectively, my parents and you know the management and every, you know and and everyone was just like, this is this is a, a Randy property at the end of the day, and. Right. Um, and just because there's such a little out there, you know, of him, you know, and um, yeah, and they just felt it was in in bad form. Yeah, I'd almost rather see the Southampton show released, which is a show that they recorded in 1980 with with the, with the original band. I've and, heard it. 
Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you heard yeah, Iron it, Mountain it, on the yeah, Jack yes. Ozzy's World Detour. It's in yes. Iron Mountain. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was. Um, it's pretty cool. Yeah. And I, you, I forget that there is a reason why. There's some. I forget why you can't if get. If you can remember why, I'd appreciate it because I've wondered for thirty years why they haven't released <laughs> it. Is and it half of it's out there? Well, well, for one, I think they thought it was lost. Uh, of course, <laughs> it did get lost for a while. I don't think anyone knew it was in Iron Mountain when we went, but there is a specific reason why. Hold on, let me text. Okay, nope. here we go. Awesome. Let's answers. get a response because I, I do it. <laughs> if he do if he's remember. texting Sharon Osborne, that means she's officially been on our show now. <laughs> That's awesome. That was an excellent show, Jack. I told you when I met you the other day. Uh, I loved how Jack and Ozzy's World Detour debunked the myth that he's like a bumbling, stumbling buffoon. He, you know, he got to really flex his intelligence on that show and really show the world what his knowledges really are and how intelligent he really is. And that yeah. show is just so good for that for that very reason. And it's just comical and fun to watch on top of that. Well, yeah, I mean, it was a great show. It was a ton and, of fun to make, and I just I loved the experience. You know, it's one of those things where I wish. I could. I would just wish I could go back and do it again. Yeah. yeah. Any and chance of another season? Probably not. It's just too yeah. hot on my dad. I mean, the yeah. day is so long. I mean, we'd be working for nine hours, just go, 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 and just the wear and tear on him. It was. It was a real ass kicker. And you know, my dad was. My da- I I felt bad at the end of the day because it's like, listen, when you're my dad's age, you got to be really strategic with your time. Right. And it was like. We would he would go for a couple weeks at a time, and we'd be traveling. And it's like it's fucking A and E. They're not paying him millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. And so, from like a business standpoint, I was like, it's really not worth your while to be doing this outside of just us fucking around. YouTube right. bonding, yeah. yeah. And yeah, it's which yeah, is awesome. I, I, but we got three seasons out of it, and I'm like, cool. That was awesome. Yeah. It was a great and. For people that really knew the show well, we heard Dark Side Blues there for the first time because That's he kept right. singing it. And you go, Dad, write that fucking song. And then <laughs> ended up putting it on Ordinary Man and on uh, Patient Number 9, actually. Right. Yeah, yeah. And it began there. Hold on. Let me just text this. Hold on. Okay. All right. Let's see if, let's see if we get a response before the uh, before this is over. Awesome. Yeah. So, how, A, I should have asked this right away. How is your da- dad's health? Mm-hmm. And, you know... Do you foresee him hopefully maybe doing like a, a Vegas thing where he's not having to move around? And to me, that makes the most logical sense. Sure. His health is improving. He's uh, he's had his final surgery. They fixed all the, the mess ups and his, you know, the shit that got rocked in his neck. And, um, you know, I think the goal is to kind of before a residency, it'd be like, OK, let's do the odd festival date here and there. Let's let's kind of see. Where, where you're at and and build from that so yeah i don't think he'll have a tour again but no. i could see him doing a, a residency at some point one of my ideas i had that i mentioned on the show before was if we were to do Ozfest 2024 and have it be like an aussie celebration which it always kind of was anyway mm-hmm. right but you have you know for one i want to know here in a minute what bands you might ask to play that off the top of your head <laughs> who currently you would like to do a new Ozfest 2024 definitely crazy definitely crazy town okay no, they're back they're, 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 they're having fist spots like every other day on like off stage so yeah uh but the, my theory was if you did that and then at the end of the night had like an aussie and friends jam where your dad's not on stage not yet but like 
other people yeah. were doing his songs, like with his band. And then Ozzy comes out and does maybe five songs to close the night. I want to do I want to do uh, a one-off festival and call it the Ozfest Masters, and it's like all the great bands that came out of Ozfest, and just I mean you're kind of seeing it to a degree now with a lot of these festivals. It's basically Ozfest; they've just crammed it into one day. Um, but yeah, I would love love to do that, and like you said, like end it with some you know huge kind of tribute to my dad, and yeah, have a bunch of you know like a big giant pate. You could have you Pantera know, there again now. It wouldn't yeah, mind the brothers right. aren't there, but you could have Pantera. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's amazing because really before Ozfest, Ozzy really was known for breaking bands. I mean, he broke Motley Crue. He broke Rat. He broke Metallica. I mean, Anthrax opened for him on the No Rest for the Wicked tour. So, I mean, really, Ozfest was just a natural progression at the end of the day. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And it was – and you just – listen, we spoke about it earlier, but the amount yeah. of bands that that had huge success – after being on our space. I'm not saying it was, oh, it was all us. Like, no, these were amazing bands. We yeah. just gave them the platform to do what they were doing already. And um, and it, it's really special to see. You know, it's like from, like you said, Disturbed, Godsmack, um, System of a Down, Incubus. Right. I mean, the list goes, um, Slipknot. I mean, it's, yeah, there are so them. many bands that, that kind of, that first big tour was Ozfest. And people now don't even remember. I remember the first year System of a Down was there, and that's back when Serge would paint his face. Mm-hmm. And like people don't even know he he did that early on, but he, yeah. he did it at Ozfest. That's so, and I was at the one you guys mentioned. It. If if listeners, if you've not listened to the Osborne's Ozfest podcast, you simply got to. It's amazing. The behind the scenes stories are excellent. You answered a question that has plagued me my entire life. If you can give me one thing, I'm gonna show you something. Okay. Can well, you see that? Can you see that, Jack? It's a piece of wood. Yeah. Oh, you talking about the the, the riot? I was there, okay. and I kept a piece <laughs> yeah. of wood as a keepsake. Yeah. And we have wondered. There was so many rumors. There was rumors of a bomb threat. There was all this shit, and you all finally answered the question of why your dad no showed that night on the Ozfest podcast. He wouldn't get off the plane through a huge fucking tantrum, and yeah, just wouldn't get off the plane. <laughs> now tell our listeners. Not that they don't need to go listen to yours, but why did he draw a tantrum? So what happened was um, he'd been, like, fucking around with pain pills, and my mom had found them and, like, chucked them in the toilet. And I think it really set into him that, like, oh, wait, I don't have any pain pills anymore. And he got – he just lost his shit and just refused to get off the plane. And I, I can remember being sat. You know, we're on a beautiful private plane, and there's Robert Trujillo, and I think Joe Holmes was playing for him then, yeah. and um, Mike Borden. We're all on the plane, whole band, the tour manager, dad's assistant, like everyone. You know, it's a big, big private plane full of people. And he's like, I'm not getting off this fucking plane. And mom's like, and they start going back and forth, and it's getting heated. And he, like, lost his shit and started, like, beating up the plane. And he's like, I'm not getting <laughs> and, wow. and the band's trying to, like, cool him down, being like, dude like come on we got this gig there's thousands of people they they love you they want you to get and he's like fuck this i'm out of here i'm not no he didn't even say i'm out of here. he's like i'm just not getting off the plane and so we as the clock was ticking we started getting calls like hey people know that Ozzy, it's got out that ozzy's not here where's ozzy and like what's going on and and it was just 
the every cell phone call that came in, it was, hey, they're getting pretty pissed off. They're tearing up the lawn. Hey, they're ripping the seats out. Hey, they just knocked the fence down. They flipped the car. It was just oh like all that. <laughs> I was kicking cup holders off the seats in the, <laughs> in, the uh, in the amphitheater area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what they did, for those that don't know, Ozzy's band, like he said, Joe Holmes, Robert Trujillo, and Mike Borden came out and jammed in like Marilyn Manson's some crazy train, which was actually fucking awesome. Really? And yeah, man, he tore it up with those guys. Mm. And Gosh, you, that was my res- that was exactly my response, Jack. Really? John Bay Daryl yeah. sung Bark at the Moon. Sung Bark at the Moon with, with your dad's <laughs> band that night. And I would have enjoyed that. I would have thought that was Oh, I loved it. But we wanted Ozzy to come out then and he didn't. And then they kind of just said good night. And everybody's like, what the fuck? Like as a as a fan in the seats, you just didn't understand what was going on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't so, think they were going to get up there on the on the stage and be like, so Ozzy's uh, having a temper tantrum. And <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Absolutely. Yeah. Jack, thank you so much for your time. You no, are just awesome. Yeah, been, How is your health? I'm great. Yeah, I'm chilling. Yeah, you look awesome. Thank you, you really do. You do, man. You slim down a ton. Thank you. You yeah. got to when you're climbing rocks and shit all the time. Uh, exactly. You know, running off to a bunch of kids. So. <laughs> Definitely. Well, thank you for your time. Uh, thank you, guys. The world. I mean, you are an awesome gentleman for doing this, and we can't tell you how much we appreciate yeah, we, it. And set, tell your dad there's two guys that run a podcast that love him dearly. Well, I absolutely will. And, you know, you, I'm, I could easily foresee him coming on to do this at some point. So, you oh, know, man. <laughs> or maybe you guys will have to fly out to L.A. and actually do a. Uh, we would do it. Done. Listen, yeah. can I tell you the story? You have two seconds, Jack, before oh, yeah, we let no, you go. So when we got the call, Dan was the one that got the message that said we were invited for the patient number nine listening party. I live in Kentucky. They messaged us on Tuesday at 430 and said, you got to be here on Friday at noon, mm-hmm. L.A. time. I literally didn't tell my bosses at work, didn't do shit. I went straight to the fucking phone, booked <laughs> me a flight because Dan, of course, is like, dude, we got to go. I'm like, I got to go. Yeah. And the next day was on a plane to Phoenix, met Dan, and we drove up there. Like, it was literally like boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Had to make it. There was no way in fucking hell I was going to miss this thing. Yeah. Like, no fucking way. And, uh, yeah, we, we we would totally fly out to L.A. for that. Don't hesitate. Uh, no <laughs> Don't right. us. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> we, the best part is we got, I got stuck in the worst traffic jam you can think of. And I had to pee so bad, Jack. I was. Uh, it's LA for you. Let, let me throw LA. in there. We've known each other for a decade, but had never met. Right. Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. And I'm trying to pee in a cup while I'm driving. It was a whole experience. The first time I met this guy, he's trying to piss in, in a cup in the desert in LA traffic or whatever. It's like, <laughs> it's like an Aussie themed 90 day fiance friendship. It is. 100%. It was great. Absolutely. It was great. Yeah. Josh and I do have known each other for 10 years, but only <laughs> met once. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, thank so, you again. Dan, you work back on that text yet, by the way? Let's see. Hold on. Let's see. Okay. Nothing yet. Nah. Okay. Uh, well, next time we speak, I will have an answer for you. How about that? that Sounds would be good. Awesome. Sounds good. A thank little you. cliffhanger for all the listeners. Thank awesome, you so dude. much. You are the best. Hey, thank you guys. You are the best. And of course, having your dad on would be our dream come true. So we. Yeah. <laughs> The good thing is I've vetted you guys, so I can say that you're not utter psychopaths. So that's <laughs> definitely not. Absolutely. I'm like, Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm the canary in the mine. <laughs> There's Always. nothing we don't fucking know about this, and it's yeah. so funny because and everyone that listens to our shows like, man, this your all's passion and knowledge is just through the roof, and we're like, man, it's just what we enjoy. We, we did are. this before the podcast we would on a hours. public in a computer platform, just back and forth. So it was just, just like Aussie. Yeah. Yep. Legit. <laughs> yeah. Or we, we were on talking a black- on the phone for like an hour and a half talking about 
anything you could think of about your father, you know, the minute details of you're no different from Bark at the Moon, you know, whatever. So, yeah. you know, and then we just decided, we just need to make a show. Just go you know, do it. That's great. Yeah. I mean, do you guys, do you guys have like a core audience that seems to kind of. Yeah. I'd yes. say we have about a hundred thousand listens so far. Wow. That's yeah. Great. So not yeah. too bad. Combined with like uh, Spotify and YouTube and everything. Yeah. You know, so we've had about 45 episodes and about 100,000 listens. Yeah. That's great, man. That's yeah. Thank you. And it's obviously not Osborne numbers, but like for where we started with nothing no, to that, we're like, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's you guys are doing such inside baseball and there's, you know, yeah, there's Aussie <laughs> fans, but there's probably very few Aussie fans that want to get into the minutia like you guys do. That's right. Yeah. I mean, listen, I think it's awesome. I think we get about a thousand listens a week. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Great. Which we're and you know even guest wise we were shocked we had I think we were four or five episodes in and Gus came on and we were blown away that he would come yeah. on that quick and then Adam came on Adam Wakeman Adam yeah. Kathy and Kelly Rhodes Adam came on but we're not guest driven we really enjoy the goofy topics like Blizzard yeah. of Oz versus Diary of a Madman or we did Scream versus Black Rain you know and okay. top ten Aussies yeah, yeah just goofy shit but yeah. we enjoy it it's great so, I love it very flattering right. nice to yeah. see thank you. you it was great having you on Jack thank you for everything. Thank you, You're guys. Amazing. Thanks, Jack. You're the best, man. Yes, Such thanks. a nice guy. We appreciate you. I was going to say I'll talk to you soon, but <laughs> hopefully. Hey, <laughs> hey, yeah. Come back on. <laughs> See ya. All right. Bye. Bye, Jack. Bye. Thanks for coming. No, thank you for coming. We can't tell you how much we appreciate just the time. I mean... You know, oh. it means the world to us. I, I'll probably smile the whole time you're on the show. So <laughs> you're bringing a lot of joy to two guys' lives today. It's all good. Well, thank you. Thanks for having yeah. me. It's really of course. awesome that you guys do that. It's pretty It's pretty cool to see. Thank you. And we do want to let you know, we do edit the show. So if at any moment there's anything you say, hey, let's cut that or let's get rid of that, that's not a problem. It's all you good. Know. Let it rip. <laughs> good deal. Awesome. All right, good deal. Boom, maybe we'll get some dirt going. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. Start, start some shit. Off. Yep. All right. Do it. All right. Thank you, You're guys. Amazing. Thanks, You're Jack. You're the best, man. Yes, Such thanks. a nice guy. We appreciate you. I was going to say I'll talk to you soon, but hopefully. <laughs> hey, yeah. Come back on. <laughs>